Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. In this multidimensional world, much of which is invisible to the eye, a group of non-physical entities have come here to expand our knowledge of how the universe works. These non-physical teachers are called Joshua, and they convey their teachings through Gary Temple Bodley. Each week, Gary, with a selection of Law of Attraction experts, open up a roundtable of thought-provoking discussions surrounding the teachings of Joshua. Joshua's intention is to bring clarity to the listeners through the ever-expanding Law of Attraction by looking at reality from a new perspective. Welcome to the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Hello everyone, this is episode 35 of the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. Today is June 11th, 2016. This week we're going to talk about the concept of allowing. We tend to think that we need to make things happen if we're going to create the life we really desire. We think we should push through the pain and do things we don't want to do just so we can get what we want. Well, it turns out the universe doesn't work this way. We're going to talk about a new approach to life, one where we allow all that we want to come to us. On the roundtable today we have Michael Kutzen. Hi, Michael. Hey, Gary. And Steve Finitza. Hi, Steve. Hey, Gary. And Janine is having a bit of technical difficulty, so she'll join us as soon as she gets her computer going. But we're going to push on without her right now, and hopefully she'll be back soon. So, how's everyone going this uh, today, you guys? How are you doing? Really well, Gary. Well, having, that's a, great. Having, a, having a great morning so far. Okay, good. How was your week? The week was pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Little resistance going on? Yeah, some fatigue, some resistance. Yeah. Uh, you know, I nothing I really can complain too much about. But uh, was glad that the week came to an end, and was and I always have a great time on this show. I was going to say that I had a shitty week, but that really it was a resistant week. So things were happening that I perceived to be not good or wrong. In, reaction, in reality, they're probably fine. It's just that I'm looking at them from a lower perspective. And for me, it seems like a bit of a um, struggle. And that struggle is just my own personal perception of what's going on, which is resistant in nature. So I thought this would be a good week to talk about allowing. And uh, we'll get into that. And we have a great question, again, from Kyla, who's just doing amazing stuff on the one-on-one program. Um, but yeah, so when I was saying, oh, this was a pretty crappy week, I'm really... The reason it was crappy is because I was resisting everything that was happening in it. How about you, Steve? What was your week like? I had a good week, fairly good week. A, and a non-resistant allowing week. A not exactly non-resistant <laughs> allowing. I had a little hiccup with my mom, but that's you know that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it, more exciting than that, uh, today my daughter's doing a motorcycle safety class. She's getting a two-day course to get her license, so I'm pretty excited about her getting a motorcycle license she wants to get a motorcycle i get to go riding with my daughter it's pretty cool that'll be fun and my son my son went to vegas because he just turned 21 recently and uh is one of his best buddies just turned 21 last week so they went to vegas which is pretty exciting one of my favorite places oh and what happens in Vegas, as they say. I know. What's he going to do in Vegas? <laughs> uh, he hasn't told me. Uh, he's uh, not supposed yeah. to know that. Okay, so you're, that's pretty allowing. <laughs> I would say that the majority of parents I know would not want their daughter to learn how to ride motorcycles or their son going to Vegas. That's true. And you know what? I just go that's off right. of when they ask me if they can do something, I go, well, how do you feel about it? Do you want to do this? Right. Is you, are you in alignment with this decision? Uh huh. If they are, I'm like, well, who am I to tell? Who am I to argue with your higher self? Right. You have your own guidance system. That's right. Exactly. You're not here. And how about your wife? How does she feel about these two events? Was she as allowing as you, or was she a little more resistant? You know, she was. That's great. She, yeah, it is. 
Wow. How much that easier not, that, that must be. That would not have been the case in our house. <laughs> right, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But so how much easier is that when you can feel allow yourself to feel good and know that everything's working out as it should and there's nothing to worry about? That's an awesome thing. It, it is. It's priceless. That's like one of those MasterCard commercial things. Right. It is yeah. priceless. Yeah. So that the, just that feeling good, the difference between feeling good about it and worrying about it, I mean, just that, because this is a feeling reality. So all that matters is what, how we feel in the moment. And if you can feel good about something, that's great. And you choose to feel good about it. I mean, you could also choose to feel bad about it. So ultimately, it's all up to you. Yep. Um, so <clears throat> we had a situation on our house where people basically came to the a realtor came to Lily and said, "Looking, I have people looking for a house in your neighborhood. And so we said, okay, we'll think about selling it, and this is what we want. And so they came, in, they came and showed the house, and it turned out to be their offer was way less than what we wanted. Or, and I'm an appraiser and a realtor, and I know this market inside and out, and I know what my house is worth. Um, but it is sort of nice to have people come, and you don't have to put on the market and show it continually that sort of thing. So it's a little bit of a benefit to, to that. So we were entertaining their offer and they came up quite a bit and we went down actually quite a bit, but we went as low as we could go. Um, and they went as high as they would go. And so they did the inspection and this house has been completely gutted and renovated from the top to the bottom. And they found some things that they didn't like, um, even though, you know, it was done to code and there was really a way we could do it all swipes, but there was also a couple little issues here and there. And so they backed out. And we wouldn't fix it. We refused to fix it, and they, they wouldn't take it unless we fixed it, so they backed out. So part of me is like, this is, you know, a letdown, and we had another house under contract. We're ready to move, and so we were thinking about that. And then I had to take a look at it and say, well, you know, you don't know what's going to happen next. Right, it could, it, everything is working for you. So this obviously is one of those things that's working for you too. And I think what we're going to end up finding is we're going to find buyers who really appreciate this house and will actually net more um, because there was, you know, this realtor who came to our house actually brought another realtor, and it was the other realtor's client. So they're both getting commissions on it. When I list it, I obviously don't have to pay myself a commission, so it's cheaper. So I'll net more, and the uh, turns out the, pe- the people that we had our offer on their house, which was contingent on us selling our house, have agreed to keep our contract going until we find another buyer. So I think things are working out, but at the time it didn't seem like it. Good that you realized that. Yeah, yeah, and Lily re- realized it too. So that's good too to have, you know, your wife your partner sort of on the same page as you and not really seeing it as a bad thing. So she was excited about it too. Yeah. And there were some other little things here and there, but otherwise I just feel that, you know, I just notice now when I'm resisting. Um, So why don't we start this whole show off um, by going with the quote of the week, which Janine would normally read, but Michael, would you do that honor instead? My pleasure. The basis of life is well-being. Everything you want is coming to you, as long as you allow it. Joshua. Okay, great. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, your microphone is a bit off there. Oh, is it? Yeah. It sounds like you're in a tunnel. Hold on. Okay. But is anyway, this is... Is that better now? Much better, I think. Yeah. Okay. Steve, what do you think? It sounds better. Yeah, oh, I Steve, just moved Steve, in a little... Steve, you sound I... like you're on the radio. No. Oh. I just moved my mic a little closer to my mouth there you go so the basis of life is well-being everything you want is coming to you as long as you allow it and anything different than that is resistance this is one of the cheat codes to life And, and arguably it's probably the most important one that in this universe you don't go out and make things happen you allow them to come to you so when you're allowing, you're at peace with everything as it is, and you're at peace with what's happening, and you consciously look to, for the higher perspective to see how things can be working out, even though they may not seem like it at the time. Now, what we do, 
all of us humans tend to judge whether something is leading us towards what we, we think we want or away from what we think we want. So when something bad happens, we think that's a bad thing, um, and we resist it. So we call so resisting is just calling the thing bad, right? Right. Um, that's right. Okay. <laughs> so, so, but truthfully, we have difficulty when something like this house falls through that you just don't knee jerk think it's a, but you know you can't. It's hard to see that as a good thing. Right. So how do we change from our approach to life where we see everything as a, you know either good or bad? Good things are okay. That's fine. But if, and you don't even know if that's really a good thing. Oh, here's another another thing. So uh, Rob and I are working on this house. We've been working on it for a long time. He's the money guy. I'm I'm the person who's responsible for designing it and making sure all the workers show up and paying the workers and paying all that stuff, right? And this is a big, difficult house. It's taken a long time. There's a, it was complicated. There were a lot of issues with it. So. <clears throat> It's getting down near to the end, and when it's almost ready, it's the most messed up a house ever looks. It's every time when you're just about two weeks away, you want it to be finished, and so he goes through the house, and there's guys all over the place. It's just a mess. Nothing seems to be done. The colors that I chose for the house, and I am a pretty good taste. I've been doing it for a long time. Literally was the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't know what... I don't know what happened. It was I have this. So we have this house. It's a long ranch style house where we have a bottom border below the windows of stucco that sticks out a little bit, and then we have hardy planks. It looks like wood, but it's made out of concrete. Um, and this is sort of the design that's happening here a lot. <clears throat> and so we paint the bottom this nice light tan color, and the roof is a brand new light brown roof, and then I paint this really, what I thought was a beautiful green, lime green, Key Westy style um, color on the hardy plank. And then you pull up, and it's like the most ugly thing you can ever imagine. They just do not go together. So he gets out of the car, and he is, Rob is the most positive person you've ever met in your life. He's, he never complains. He is if you complain about something, he will always look at the positive side of it. He just naturally, you know, is an allowing person. It's unbelievable. And he and his life reflects that. He gets everything he wants. His life is just like a bowl of cherries the entire time. So <laughs> get to this house and immediately he you could see he just really upset. And then we go into the house and there's guys all over the place and just nothing's getting done. And the landscapers are there and it's just all these bushes and trees and sticks are all over the place and they're filling up this dumpster over the top of it and you look at this and you go this is at least three months from being done oh, and boy. you know and in reality it always looks that way and so i have to settle him down going this is don't worry this is how it looks and and the issue is that he never gets upset right so i'm trying to say listen you don't know that being done now is a good thing. He goes, well, it should be done by now. You don't know that. You, from your perspective, you think that that is how it should happen. But possibly the buyers who are buying this house aren't ready yet. And they need a couple more weeks. And it's going to take us a couple more weeks to do it. And the perfect buyers are going to come at the right time. So for us to think that the timing is off on this, and he goes, well, that's just your cop-out for not getting things done on time. And I, I said, and he's got a point, you know. That is, it yeah. does sound that way, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Right. And I have adopted this. I've been doing this for a long time, and it used to totally stress me out. And I used to go as fast as I can to get things done. Um, but when we were starting this house, we thought that we would sell for three hundred thousand, and it's taken us a lot longer than we thought. But in that time, now we think we're going to sell for four twenty. So the market has gone up $120,000 in that time period. Nice. Right? Now, obviously, it could have gone down $120,000 too. So I was sort of just lucky. But to sort of think that you know what's going to happen because you never know. And, uh, and I also said that, listen, it may go up another $10,000 in the next month. The market is hot. We don't know what's going to happen. And he goes, well, you know, that's just saying something. I go, yeah, true. But maybe that's for our highest good. And it could go down $10,000, and maybe that's also for our highest good. 
We just do not know, you know. So that's about being an, an allower. Now, certainly it was much easier for me to say that because it wasn't my money. He's, it's all his money in there, you know. All I'm getting is a profit from this deal. Um, so, and, you know, and he's an engineer and, you know, he's a great guy. We've done 20 properties before and usually I don't take people out to see the properties until they're done. But uh, he wanted to go and just have, you know, hang out and have lunch and stuff. <laughs> does he know about your crazy side? I guess he knows now. Oh, yeah. No, he does. He does. <laughs> From the beginning, he was the second person I told. Um, but he hasn't been able to get into uh, a perception of reality past, like, four pages. <laughs> mm. You know, I've heard that from a couple of people lately, that right. uh, that book is a tough book. You know, oh. it's funny. I, it's funny that you should mention that. I gave it to one of my colleagues and I asked her, and I asked her whether she, you know, how far she got in it, and she said it's so dense. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Kimmy. And, and, and she and she said, you know, Gary or this Joshua, you know, are very very strong in their views. And I said, well, I guess they are, but you know, and, and she was having problems. She said, I'm going to try again, but you know, she was looking at it like a mountain, like a mountain that she had to climb. Yeah, that's how. That's how uh, Rob was, too, and his wife, Dee, as well. Um, and Kimmy, who I gave both books to, she started with The Radical Change and loved that and breezed through it. Um, and now she's reading A Perception of Reality, and she said she couldn't, you know, she's getting stuck on that, too. Whereas she thought the one was really easy to read and the other one was more difficult. And then I have tons of people who just, you know, like Bruce, um, my best friend from high school, read the whole book in one sitting. The one night, so it just depends on where your vibration is. Yeah, I was well, going to say that it sounds like it, if you say that you read it easily, that almost sounds like you're bragging now. So I won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you can brag. <laughs> I found it breezy. <laughs> I found it breezy and light. Yeah, I, I, that's I, a I, lot of information to gather in one sitting, though. Good for Bruce. I would Janine! have to reread it. Hi Yay! guys. Welcome I've back. Been listening. How long have you been here? A while. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Well, how are you? Very good, thanks. Nice to be with everyone. We're glad to have you with us again. Okay, so we've gotten down to the quote. We're talking about allowing um, and resistance, and I've been in a resistance mode all week long, and um, I'm going to be more of an allower this week, see how that changes. You know, I just real quick, I had a kind of an interesting thing happen yesterday to me where my phone, my iPhone stopped charging. It, yeah, I, I would plug in my charger and it kind of given me a little bit of a hassle the past few weeks where it was intermittent. But this time, no matter what I did, it wouldn't charge. It was like down to 4%, right? And how long have you owned the iPhone? Oh, I've had it. It's a couple years old, but it's okay, exactly twenty-four months on the day. Go ahead. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was like it was weird because we were supposed to go out with friends uh, for dinner, and we were supposed to be at their house at six thirty, and it was like five, you know. And I said, "Well, you know what? I'll I'll just rush to a the the Apple stores close by, and it's almost on the way to their house. I'll just go by the Apple store and see what they could do." But what was interesting about it was, <clears throat> bottom line is they they couldn't figure it well. They did say there was some lint in there, but they couldn't get it to work right. at the Apple store. And they didn't have a technician that could look at it. Essentially, I had to make an appointment. And that was, they were, at the store, they couldn't make an appointment for me. They said their systems were glitching, right? Oh, interesting. And, I yeah. was, and the whole time I'm going, that was just what was unique about this, is I was like going, why am I, I was like looking at the Apple store, I'm like, am I supposed to run into somebody and every time some, they came back, well, we can't make you an appointment. You know, we'll have to do this. And and he's coming back saying he's sorry for they can't get it to work. And I'm just like, well, that's okay. That's okay. Because everything that came at me, uh -huh. I was going, it's supposed to happen. But right. what I couldn't figure out is why. It was like. You, you want a new phone. That's why. Well, I, yeah. Well, here, here's what happened, though. Uh, you know, ultimately, my phone's dead at that point. Uh -huh. And. That I made an appointment to go Sunday, so I'm supposed to go Sunday is the first available appointment. And uh, we went uh, out and had a great 
you know, dinner with our friend. We were late, a little bit late to go, but we, my wife texted, and I thought, well, maybe we were supposed to be late. I thought right. maybe that was the the thing of it, but that didn't seem like that big a deal. Uh-huh. So when I got home, I just took my air compressor in the garage and blew out the the charging port, and uh, it started working. Oh, good. So, there you go. So, well, yeah, but that doesn't tell me, like Gary said, maybe you want a new phone. I'm like, Right, okay, it doesn't tell you. Well, now it's working. I don't get a new phone. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> I know, right? It was like I had this very positive attitude about everything that was happening, and it was it was okay. But I, right, I, wish, I wish I could have had something that would have made it, like, all make sense. So Here's my opinion. So, so dump it in the toilet, Steve. Yeah. I, I was going to ask, are right. you still going to keep your appointment tomorrow and have yeah. a checkup done? No. What's going to happen tomorrow? That's the whole thing. I'm thinking of canceling because now my phone's working. Yeah, but you're resisting the new phone. Mm, well, they're going to come out with a new the, – I'm thinking the 7's coming out shortly. Well, see, it's not your desire. It's Apple's desire. They want you to have a new phone. <laughs> You're I'm screwing, up with, you're screwing up with their manifestation of, of uh, selling you a phone. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> maybe maybe something's going to happen tomorrow. Well, we'll see, what if I cancel the appointment? See, that's right. what, what that's what I need. I need the uh, I need to have like uh, a lifeline where I get to make a phone call to Joshua and he tells me, "Wow, this is what you should be looking for, Steve." And I go, "Thanks." Well, yeah, but the, Joshua never says that. I know. Thing, we'll look at it from another perspective, yeah. <laughs> so everything that you've done on that little manifestation, of, see, the, it wasn't even really a manifestation event because you didn't feel any negative emotion along the way. You were just curious. Right. And that whole approach of curiosity is what allowing is all about. Seeing where, but but maybe you're just, <clears throat> something was, uh, something, I don't know what it was. We'll have to see. Maybe yeah. you should just go tomorrow. Just Maybe. not cancel and go. Maybe, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then re- report back. Report back. Yeah. Oh, I had a ma- I had a little uh, manifestation event. I can't figure out too. So last week we were talking about a video from Till Swan, and the video is F star C K the law of attraction, right? And so I said <laughs> the word because that's what the title of this thing is. So I said the title, and then got backlash from. Live Attraction Radio Network that you can't swear on the network. And I'm saying, well, <clears throat> you know, for me, I think that I should not have to be censored. So <clears throat> what I'm doing is I'm resisting that command from someone else telling me how I can or cannot be. And um, felt negative emotion. So that was my indication that I wasn't looking at this from the perspective of my inner self, I was resisting what was happening because I thought what was happening was wrong. So I have to figure out what the fear is, what the limiting belief is, that sort of thing. I guess the fear is that other people control my reality, which we know is false, obviously not true. Um, And I need to see this from a higher perspective. The higher perspective is, hey, I get to be on this... this, great network that everything's done for us we don't have to do anything or this whole event can spur the desire to do my own thing without having to answer to anyone what do you guys think about that Mm, that sounds sounds exciting yeah but i like go ahead well, I was about to say, and and I'll keep both my. I'm I'm going to wear two hats at the same time. I'm going to wear my LOA hat, and I'm also going to put my lawyer hat on for a moment. Okay. Okay. Now, you know, as I sent around in an email, this involves the proverbial seven dirty words you can't say on television. Right. And it has to do with FCC regulation. Right. So. As we know from you know from Steve's statistics from last week, six million people are listening to us. <laughs> well, not quite, but a lot of people are. So one way to look at this and to kind of lean in, as we've talked about in prior uh, broadcasts, is to say, you know, this is a this is just something that it's a little resistance. But, you know, what is it that, you know, that you, Gary, and we are all getting out of this? 
And it's this amazing, wonderful audience with all this support. And that as long as we can kind of, you know, as long as we can smile about this one little thing and look at it as just something that helps us to grow as individuals and as a group, then we're eventually going to get what we want, which is not only complete unfettered control over what we're saying, but a much bigger audience, you know, would continue to grow the audience either through LOA or otherwise. Yeah, that's exactly right. That is the um, higher perspective right there. And I feel better having you said that too. So my feelings of relief means that I've now adjusted my perspective enough that I'm in line with how my inner self sees it. But so man, I but, but man, I want to say the seven dirty words now. <laughs> I know, me too. You know, with, with <laughs> so within keeping with the FCC regulations, right? It really so we know we can't say that. So it it gives us an opportunity to come up with more creative ways of saying what we want to say. You can look at it from that standpoint too. I just watched a movie yes, this right. week with the family, and the the boy was too young to swear. So every Every single time he wanted to say a swear word, he decided to pick a singer or actor. So he'd be like Britney Spears or Pink. You know, there's like creative ways. So we could get creative with it. Just, you know, it is what it is. Send it off. Don't have any attachment to it. And just be creative in our delivery. Well, Britney Spears, this is Taylor Swift. (laughs) He said that too. (laughs) So, yeah, no, and you're absolutely right. Um, all I'm trying to do is illustrate that I personally felt like um, I felt negative emotion over the whole thing, and I could justify why I was feeling that way. So the first thing is I I felt negative emotion. I felt like uh, well, you could label the feeling, you know, as resentment or something like that that other people have control over my life or what I can say or or that they should they shouldn't be like they are, right? But all that is is resistance, and it's all my issue. I don't. And and if I go further to change somebody to try and change them, well, I'm just trying to change the conditions. I'm not doing anything that this manifestation is about. And the manifestation is saying, "Listen, work with the system. Don't try and do what you always do, which is fight the system. Work with it, and the system will work for you." So I am, um, and I can come up with. I mean this. You know, we can come up with reasons that we should be able to do what we want to do, but that's not the system that we're in. And you can either fight against the system where you can allow it to be as it is, and when you're in this allowing state, then what you really want is going to come. And I don't really want to swear. I could care less about swearing. What I really want is the freedom to express myself, and that's what's coming. So, pretty good. Yeah. You know, I, ha- I had a similar incident that happened in January, and I had, and I, it's still, you know, I, I still feel some resistance to it. I had a situation where uh, it was January 2nd. In fact, I think I missed the broadcast here because I had promised my, you know, I had promised my synagogue's Torah study group that I would lead the Torah study that right, day. Right, I remember that. And I... It, it, there was a particular segment of the Torah that we were going through, and it involved – it was the Exodus story. It was the story of the Israelites eventually leaving leaving Israel, uh, leaving Egypt. And part of it involved how God would keep on stiffening Pharaoh's heart. You know, every, and he kept on saying, I'm going to stiffen Pharaoh's heart. You know, just when he, he's about to give in, I'm going to stiffen his heart. So I made a crack mm. in, my, in the middle of it, and I, I said something, and, and I titled that section of it Divine Viagra. <laughs> and, and I didn't think very much of it. And then all of a sudden I started getting an email from the cantor who was there. That was funny, I think. <laughs> and I, I get a, I get an email. She said she wants to. Can we schedule a time to talk so we can go through some feedback? Uh-huh. Now I've done I've done Torah studies many times, uh-huh. and I'm usually you know, and people usually come up to me. They love what I do. I'm I'm entertaining. I'm very scholarly about it at the same time, etc., etc., etc. Needless to say. A number of people went over to her and complained. <laughs> you know, that's an interesting thing because their complaining is them wanting to change the conditions rather than changing themselves. Right. 
But I'll tell you, I felt I was really angry. I was really angry, and frankly, to this day, I have not gone back to Torah study. Yeah, mm. and that's a manifestation event too. Yeah, yes, it is. So, yeah. You know, yeah. this week, I um, interestingly enough, I, I picked up a book when we were out in L.A. back in March. It's called Angel Words by Doreen Virtue. So this, I feel really compelled to read this summer, so I'm going to be devouring one book after another. That was my choice. That one was just screaming at me. So that was basically showing the vibration of certain words and how you can say the same thing two different ways. And it wasn't mm. in a sense that you have to be guarded about what you said. It's just in your delivery of the word. And it would show a word like love, and it would show on a voice, like on a graph, the word love vibrates far and wide. And then if you put a negative word or a swear word or whatever, generally that stays very close to the line. It's not a, a fine, like a vibrating word that would go out um, and, and actually make you feel good. So um, I found it very interesting. I'm only halfway through it, but I can't wait to finish it because there are two ways to, to, to say anything. You mm -hmm. know, it's just in, in how, you, how you choose to deliver that message. And um, it, we'll see how it goes. I'll have to see how the end of the book goes. But it, it kind of like started off, you know, is the glass half full or half empty? Well, I'm an optimistic person, so I always tend to look at something half full. Um, you know, we all have choices, so I'll keep you guys posted on that, but it's pretty interesting. Well, it's absolutely true that our words are super powerful, and our words are, and our actions are super powerful. Um, but in this case, I was just, you know, resistant on the fact that I'm being edited by someone else wanting to change how I'm being. See, Gary, and even I, you can get manifestation events. Oh, I get them all the time. I get them. <laughs> and what's frustrating is I'm not, you know, I, I let them linger. I'm not the kind of person that can say, oh, manifestation event, poof, it's done. I do with it and allow it to, uh, you know, to make me mad. But however, what I'm not doing is reacting. Anymore. But I then you circled react. around, you circled around, and you realized, you know, you came full circle with this whole situation. So yeah. at the end I of still, the day, it worked out. I still beat myself up on not being able to, you know, to let it go or to resolve it. You know, Joshua says, a manifestation event comes, and you, in the moment of it, can recognize it, can feel the emotion rise, can analyze the limiting belief and the fear at the basis of it, and then go with it rather than letting it stew or reacting to it. So I got the reacting part off. I didn't write any emails. I, you know, I understood what was happening. I didn't say, uh, you know, talk about it to other people. Um, but I still felt bad for a couple days. Um, and I'm saying not bad, bad, like a little minor thing, like enough that I could notice it. Right. But, you know, it's still it knows it's still resisting. It's still resisting. And I'm not – by this point, you know, almost three years in here, I feel I should be further along than that. Well, actually, So I beat myself up on that. Actually, you, could, you can see how much further along you are because your baseline, something like this, if it happened three years ago, might have not even bugged you that much because your baseline was lower. True. So now you're so used to feeling good that this right. little tiny pee that, in your shoe yeah. bugs you. That is an excellent I so agree point. with that. Yep. Yeah. You know, in the past, when I was used to being feeling, um, you know, negative emotion all the time, negative emotion, negative emotion, negative emotion, little things like this wouldn't even show up on the radar. And now, when I'm used to feeling good, feeling good, and feeling good, the tiniest little thing feels terrible, just like you said. Yep. Yeah. All right, good. So that's a good thing. So it's not me then. <laughs> okay. That. We, we have an awesome question from, not even a question, it's more like a statement from Kyla. Kyla's in the middle of the one on one session, and I think this was just really interesting. By the way, we did a one on one uh, live with Joshua and, and uh, Steve and Kyla this week on a video thing. It was pretty cool. Um, but this was a question that she had brought up even before that, and it was answered, I think, on Thursday, and it was really interesting. So why don't we go ahead and do that? <clears throat> um, okay. Hey, Janine? Yes, Gary? Do you want to read the, uh, the question from Kyla? Hey, would you mind if I read the answer from Joshua, only because I have it printed out and right in front of me? Okay, so... Well, um, 
Can I have the opportunity to be Joshua? I was sure. Joshua. Yeah. I love them. Okay, who's going to read for Kyla? <laughs> I'll go back to reading Kyla. Okay. Thank you. Great. Okay. Well, the, if, given the context, this would have made more sense for Janine to read. <laughs> hey, it's okay. It'll work out. <laughs> that, that's okay. Just, I think I have the long version um, printed okay. out, so I don't want to Yeah, Yeah, that. no problem. Okay. Thank you. Joshua, a while back I experienced a manifestation event around the topic of money. When I signed up for the one-on-one program, I read the website as saying that it was $147 for the entire program. I felt like that was a stretch, but I went ahead and signed up in a moment of inspiration. Then, about five weeks in, Gary emailed me asking about my weekly payments. I checked the website again, saw that it was $147 per week, and pretty much had a mini heart attack. So she thought it was $147. It's a six-month program, and you pay $147 a week. She thought it was $147 for the whole six months. So imagine... And she finds out that this is now 24 times more expensive than she thought. Wow. (laughs) Yep. Okay, go ahead. Okay. The fear in my body was so incredibly palpable, and my thoughts raced for about 30 seconds before I realized, hey, wait, this is totally a manifestation event. I get to choose how I respond here. So I checked in with myself Got the message that I was meant to be here, doing exactly what I was doing, so I reminded myself that I am supported and that the universe has always provided me with whatever I need. No matter what happened, I would be okay. So here she is, realizing it's a manifestation event. I mean, this is like question, you know, uh, by the time she did this, she must have been like only 20 questions in. And she's just, I thought she'd been doing this sort of law of attraction stuff for a long time. She's just started. So <clears throat> it's pretty amazing how quickly she was able to realize she's having a manifestation event and then understand that it's for her best good. Okay. I sent Gary the $735 I owed him, thanked him for, uh, for providing answers even though he wasn't being paid for them, and committed to continuing sending, payments, sending in payments. In a matter of about five minutes, I went from being terrified and feeling like an idiot to laughing at how cheeky the universe is for basically tricking me into signing up. I recognized the higher purpose in my mistake of not seeing that it was weekly payments, and frankly I found, and still find, it kind of hilarious. If I had seen that, I probably would never have signed up, telling myself I could never afford it. I had a manifestation event on this too, because at some point, you know, I'm, I'm wondering why the, she hadn't made a payment, and I'm thinking she's going to make it you know, a monthly payment, and that five weeks go by, and I'm like, well, geez, do I tell her, or I just keep going, you know, and, like, so the fear was, if I tell her, she might want to quit, and this, and this is, like, my favorite thing to do, I'm doing it now with Kate and Kyla, and I look forward to their questions, and they're so, um, this conversation style of thing is really, moves everything ahead because you can really see the progress that people are making or how they're just sort of shifting from one to another. And I'm like, if I tell her this and she can't afford it, she's going to quit. And I didn't want to quit. And then I said, well, this is a manifestation event. I have a fear. I'm going to go through it, uh, you know, go through the fear and come out the other side of it and realize everything's right. And then everything was right. So it worked out for me too. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm so glad I did sign up though. And I'm glad I stuck with it. Just so happened that a couple of weeks after that event, I was inspired to check the gigs section on Craigslist, and I found an ad from a guy looking for a voice actress, in quotes, to record some scripts he'd written that were of, as he put it, a very graphic nature, and he was willing to pay $100 per script. I never responded to those kinds of ads before, but I felt called to respond to this one, so I did. Okay, so here's the thing. So she's inspired to actually um, look at Craigslist and then respond to something she would never have done before. So somehow her beliefs, her limiting beliefs have been altered in this whole process, and now she's inspired to do it. She's going with it. Okay? She's following okay. her gut. That, that's the cool well, part. It, it, inspiration, she's moving through. So you like get this inspiration, and then you sort of feel fear initially. 
Um, and then if you just move through it, you know, you end up getting what you're supposed to be getting out of it. All through this one-on-one program that she was tricked into in the first place, which right. is pretty cool mm-hmm. how it circles back on itself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. It turned out to be the most incredible experience, and I am 100% certain that it turned out way differently for me than it might have for others due to the vibration that I've been putting out. I haven't told many people about it because there's an obvious stigma associated with Craigslist. But this guy, it's almost unbelievable how respectful he was. And the best part is that I realized that I was totally creating him to be that way. He said... He sent me a sample script to record and apparently sent the same thing to 40 other women, 28 of whom sent a sample sample back. In the email response, he raved about my recording and literally called me a goddess, like Athena, worthy of being worshipped, even saying that he was envisioning me atop a pillar of Corinthian marble. (laughs) It was so ridiculously awesome that I still laugh every time I think about it. After the first recording, I returned to him. He wrote me saying I deserved a raise. He now wanted to send me $150 per script, with the scripts arriving about once a week. Isn't that curious? All of a sudden, I now had $150 flowing in for work that I actually really enjoyed and honestly would probably have done for free because of the benefits I received from doing it. Namely getting to explore my sexuality and issues with intimacy in a relatively safe way. So that was happening, and it was awesome. I was getting near-daily emails from some guy in another state with absolutely no expectations of me other than what I was comfortable with, telling me how worthy and deserving of worship I am. And I created that yet another life-is-so-freaking-cool moment. Here's the interesting part. Last week, it had been a couple of days since I'd heard from him, so I reached out to check in. Turns out his wife was in ICU, about to come home on hospice, so he could no longer continue what we were doing as his heart and mind were elsewhere. So, poof, just like that, it was over. So this is interesting because this guy is matching up with Kyla, and from Kyla's perspective, it just seems like she's the one benefiting in the in in the relationship the way they matched up because she's getting the hundred and fifty dollars. But now his wife is going through hospice. So of all the people in the world that could that he could hook up with, it's Kyla who knows something more about what's going on in the universe that could be of help to him. So I thought that was interesting too. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's most interesting to me is my response to this ending. Instead of experiencing fear about losing the income or disappointment and not getting to continue something that it turned out to be quite fun or even sorrow for him and his wife, I simply thought, well, I guess that experience has served its purpose. Here are what I've determined to be purposes of the experience. Affirmation that I am really, truly 100% worthy Confirmation that this kind of vibe I'm putting out, I'm sorry, confirmation that this is the kind of vibe I'm putting out. Evidence that money can and will find me in creative, fun ways. Proof that I really do create my own reality. Because if I can get a Craigslist sex ad guy to treat me like a lady, I can do anything. A chance to practice my... I am a sexual creature and can and should have amazing sexual experiences with whomever I choose vibe. Now, oh, I'm sorry, Gary. Yep, that's going to keep going. Oh, so here's, here's the, um, the be- limiting beliefs that are reduced by, by showing yourself proof of the beneficial beliefs that can replace those. Now, based on this new belief system that she got from these five affirmations here or five things she realized her reality is going to change because her, her reality is based on the, on the set of beliefs that she holds now she has a new set of beliefs or so new reality is going to change so let's see how it changes now I'm simply awaiting with anticipation the next fantastic experience that's going to flow money my way to keep supporting this one-on-one with you I'm so grateful for everything I've learned and I'm still learning 
and I'm having so much more fun with life than likely I would have had I chosen not, had I not chosen to partake and then chosen to continue partaking in this conversation with you. I can't wait to hear your perspective on all of this. Please tell whomever it was that removed the per week part the first few times I looked at the website that I thank them from the very bottom of my heart. With love, Kyla. Okay, let's see what Joshua wants to say. Here we go. There we go. Dear Kyla, the ability to see how the universe is responding to your vibration is a wonderful thing. You can now know the events which may seem bad are actually good. The universe is responding to you, yielding to you, and bringing you everything you want as long as you will allow it. You have some limiting beliefs around your worthiness, money, and sexuality. These issues are being confronted through manifestation events. In the past, you might have believed that these events themselves were wrong and therefore would not have received the belief-altering benefits of the events. Right. So with this new sort of outlook on life, on how the universe really works, by going into these manifestation events where you see that you know you have this perception or you pers- that you uh, are supposed to be paying 147 for the whole thing and all of a sudden now you see there's 147 a week you might have thought that you're getting tricked or that something else was wrong or that you're stupid or all these um, thoughts that come as a result of the slow motion state of being by feeling that you know um, things are happening to you, not for you. But now that you think that things are happening for you, you start to look and say, hey, how is this happening for me? And that is a big, gigantic switch that changes everything. Okay. If, if you were to panic when you found out that the cost of our program was drastically more expensive than you thought, fear would have caused you to enter the low emotional state of resistance. You might have taken action-inspired from that state and done something that you would that would have temporarily made you feel better in the moment. You might have quit the program thinking you could not afford it. Instead, you realized that this was all for your benefit. Yeah. Without the understanding that all such events have the potential to seem bad and without taking another look from a higher perspective, you would linger in a low emotional state of being. Without thinking about your limiting beliefs and finding a way to prove them false, you might not alter your vibration in a way that would allow all that you want to come to you. This is the resistance approach to life, and it is one of the most, and I'm sorry, and it is one that most people have adopted and continue to live by. You are now embracing an allowing approach to life. This is the radical change we're talking about. So the big switch from Joshua is saying that move from this approach to life, which is based in fear, is reactionary, and causes you to think that you're a victim, into moving into an approach to life where you believe that everything is happening for you, that you don't react until you think about it, and that you realize that... um, that is working out and that you allow what you want to come to you. So it's going from resistance to allowing. From fear As to an love. allower, your first thought is, how is this good for me? You look at things from a higher perspective automatically. You allow initial fear to fade away before taking action. You allow for the possibility that unseen entities are setting things up for you. You, know, you now know that you make progress towards your desires through a series of steps. One step alters a limiting belief or enhances a beneficial belief and you move to the next step and so on. Without going through step one, you can't reach any other step. One step, do you want me to continue? I'm sorry. Yeah. uh Okay, sorry. One step led you to us. Another step led you to signing up for the program. Another step led you to the money that would pay for the program. The step, that step led you to your next encounter and that's step altered your belief so that you will be ready for the next step. Without you allowing each step step to alter your beliefs, the next steps could not come. You are a vibrational match to the first step, but not the second. The first step causes you to shift your beliefs enough so that, that you then become a vibrational match to the next step. Okay, so 
where you are now, like where you start, you are a vibrational match to everything that exists in your life. In order to get to where you want to go, you have to go through a series of steps, and each step will alter your belief system or how you see the world, basically your beliefs, right? And so, you, so in this case, something led her to find Joshua. And then when she found Joshua, um, and I can't remember what it was. Maybe something led her to the podcast, and then the podcast she found Joshua. And then from Joshua, she found Jeanette Ma of Good Vibe University and signed up with her and did some stuff there. And then she, next step from that, maybe led her to sign up for Joshua. But her limiting belief about money was so strong that somehow she had to be fooled into thinking it was affordable, and this was one way to do it. And then from this one-on-one, she had to find a way to make the money, so she did something she wouldn't have done before. So she went on the gigs and Craigslist and did something she might not have done before. So her uh, belief system was altered, so she get to that step. And from that step, of, of which is a step that she really needed, um, you know, by um, having that reinforce her idea of her own sexuality and that she is a goddess and that sort of thing, the next step will lead to the next step and so on and so on, all getting her what she wants, but doing it in a way that circumvents her limiting beliefs or causes her to adjust those beliefs along the way. So without adjusting your beliefs, if you think that everything is wrong, every step, you're never going to move up any steps. Don't, don't you think it's interesting that the universe, whatever you want to call it, could actually hide information from her so that she would sign up for the program? Well, this happens all the time, and we, uh, Joshua always says, you read like the first book of Perception of Reality, and then you highlight in yellow everything that resonates with you as you read the book, right? When like little aha moments come up, you're, you highlight that. Then you finish the book, you wait a couple of weeks, you reread it again, now this time with a green marker, and then you also highlight all the um, sentences that resonate with you, and you will end up highlighting all different sentences because now your vibrational is different than it was the first time around and you're a match to new ideas that weren't, that you didn't even read before. You completely skipped over them and it'll seem like a new book. Absolutely. I do that all the time, Carrie. I couldn't agree with you more and and with with both of your books. So there's stuff going on there. You know, (laughs) you you sort of think that, um, that you actually... Take in everything, but you don't. You just take in what what uh, corresponds to your belief system. Right, and sometimes when I reread something, I go, "How did I miss this the first How time?" How do you well, miss exactly that? that? Exactly, right. exactly yeah. that. I wasn't a match to it at that particular time. I actually had to go back and look at the website and see was that misleading in any way? And I'm like, "No, I guess it's, it's right there." So yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we got the last paragraph here. Allowers go with the flow believing that each event is a step in the right direction, and so their progress is swift and enjoyable. Their lives are easy, and their desires manifest elegantly. Resistors never make it off the first step easily. They resist each step, the step that gets bigger and harder to climb. Yeah, so, so if you resist each step, the steps keep coming because you've asked for something, and the universe is going to make sure that you get it, but you're going to get bigger steps every time, and, it's, they're, going to, and they're going to be harder to climb. Yes. They believe the steps are wrong, and there should be another way. They see the outside world, and they react to it. Allowers realize the outside world is simply a reflection of their inner world. You are becoming an allower, Joshua. Yeah. So Kate is becoming, I mean, Kyle is becoming an allower, and so is Kate. And so, so we're all of we, all are we are, and everyone listening here. Um, so this is an interesting thing. I think that in our community of people who have some um, knowledge of law of attraction, right? It's an attractive universe. We to attract something, you must allow it to come to you. You can't resist what you attract. That wouldn't work. Um, to say that everything's working out for you, and you don't have to go out and do anything. You have to let it come to you. And you um, have to believe that things are working out. I think that it's a hard concept to grasp. That we are so trained to go out and do stuff, to work hard, to pay our dues, that sort of thing. 
And in reality, all we have to do is work on our limiting beliefs. It almost sounds too easy, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. Hey, Gary, can I, can I put this out there just from a female perspective? Uh, every time, I'm always so curious. Like, when I read the question, I almost cannot wait to read Joshua's answer because they're so insightful, right? We all learn. We all learn from somebody else's situation. But as a female perspective, as soon as I read her question without even moving on to Joshua, I was like, well, that would come of no surprise to me at all that poof, it was gone like that. Because I believe, like, Kayla was getting the... Um, almost the message from the universe that she's worth that investment in herself, right? And the perfect amount of money will be manifested Mm -hmm. in maybe the most unusual way, which she never responded to an ad like this, right? So even though that door closed, it's my, my... my belief that the other one will open um, for exactly that amount of money or honestly even more because now she has every opportunity to go out there. She believes in herself. She knows she can do this. She has every opportunity to go out there and earn the money in perhaps in my eyes a more favorable and honorable way because, you know, (laughs) I'm sorry. That's my belief system, okay? And I'm sure, I'm sure you are all dudes. There are a lot of women out there listening. We don't want to be repressed and set back a hundred years here. You know, I'm a strong woman. I believe I can do anything I can as other people can. So this was actually a manifestation event for her big time because she knows her worth and she knows that she that she is worth investing in herself and the universe is going to provide for her. You know, and I think the guy probably feels better. He couldn't feel that great about himself when his woman, when his wife's in ICU and hospice doing, you know, getting his freak on. I mean, he can't feel that great about himself. I would feel yeah. better. I'm going to have to disagree. Yeah, I, don't, I disagree I with disagree you with too. that, Jenny. I think yeah, you're reading I this. Well, well, as the lawyer in the group, it's a good thing. It's good choice of the F word you use there. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I think okay, you could so, say that word, so but I'm just saying, all, you know, well, that's hey, my. Oh, hold my on, hold on, Janine, hold on. Wait a second. I just got to yeah. interject. We got a minute and twenty seconds oh. to wrap. Oh up. no! Yeah. So we're well, anyway. going to make a little longer here. But anyway, so here's the point: there that whatever it was is okay. <clears throat> there is a business here that this guy is engaged in. And whether you think it's a good business or bad business is not for you to say. No, no, it isn't. And I I just wanted to end by saying I believe the universe is going to support her in doing so. Well, the universe did support her because the universe. And it's going to continue to because she left it that, you know. Hold on. Let me just say something before you say anything. Before you say one one more word. The Uh universe did support her because what she wanted was to explore her sexuality in a, in a safe way so that she could get over some limiting beliefs about her own sexuality, which would open her up to the next step was by meeting somebody, which Absolutely. she did. So I guess oh, that's really? a choice of words. The universe will continue to support her, is what I want to say. Continue to support her, because yes. it worked out absolutely perfectly. Yes. Yeah. Um, and in the past, she might have been like you and thought that this kind of work was not for well, her. She kind of said she would never, ever look at that. But now, right. look, she's right. so but empowered now. Her beliefs now. were she altered. She, and she's so she, empowered now. She knows she can do anything. Right. She and believes she, in herself. But she, she actually knew that the thing was right for her. If she was inspired to do it, she realized that it was right for her now. When in the past, she would have limited herself by not going for it. And this one thing led to something that was so much more involved than you could even imagine. Because it went on to other things, which which I, we don't have time to talk about, but it was the next step, which is, you know, a huge thing. Oop. It was perfect. She, she's on it to bigger perfect. and better things. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that was a good way to uh, end that whole show, and it's amazing the timing is so good. Um, everyone, I hope you had a great time listening to the show. I loved being here. I can't wait to get back next week. This, this, We should do this show like every day, maybe twice a day, because every time I do it, I feel so much better at the end of it. I'm all juiced up and ready to go. So um, if you guys have any comments that you'd like to share, if you agree with Janine, or if you agree with what you th- your personal views on this, please send them in. We'll talk about it more next time. Until then, everyone have a great week. Goodbye. Bye. Have a beautiful week. Until next week for Adventures of, with Kyla. <laughs> <laughs> have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable with Gary Temple Bodley. We will be back next week with another fun discussion. If you would like to ask Joshua a question or read more of Joshua's teachings, please visit us at theteachingsofjoshua.com. See you next week. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.